Ancestors protect me. May they protect you. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. You shall not pass! I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! I thought my jokes were bad. That was awesome! <laughs> yes! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Comic Shop Couch. This is our second episode. I am Joe President, and as always, we have... Marco the Heretic. Dickie Wren. And Superior Raw. This month, we are going to be talking about what's in the news, our origins, Birds of Prey review, and C2E2, and then we're going to end with our two-minute turn-ons. All right. For people tuning in, these are some of the things that has been happening in the news since last episode. Actors reprising their roles... In Phase 4, and I'm talking about the MCU movies. And this is talking about Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. Apparently anyone who died in the Infinity War will be coming back. To be quite honest, I have not heard that news. I guess for me, cool. I'm more excited about the start of Phase 4, Black Widow and the Eternals. Man, I was going crazy when I heard that news. Like, like seeing different variations of Iron Man or Captain America. Uh, I think it's supposed to happen in Doctor Strange. Right. WandaVision is supposedly going to lead into Doctor Strange, and the rumor is that she'll be the villain in Doctor Strange, or one of the villains. It's called Multiverse of Madness. And I'm Who's going to be the villain? Oh, Scarlet Witch. Okay. Wanda, which Wanda. is Wanda. Oh, yeah, and actually, now that you're saying this, I take back all I just said. So <laughs> I can't wait to see these actors reprise their roles. Because yep. it is going to be, in my knowledge, uh, Age of Apocalypse thing in X-Men back in the 90s when you take these established characters and something hit with the timeline. Someone went back and changed something, which we know doesn't, doesn't work. Thank you, Professor Hulk. Um but it just switched everyone's role. So hearing you guys talk about this. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> He's on board. What else we got in uh, news? Christian Bale, Thor villain, question mark, or period? Question mark still, I think. It's still alleged that he's going to be an otherworldly villain in the Thor movie. That kind of then is the period. <laughs> if Christian Bale is in Thor with all the actors and Taika Watiti is directing it, I am totally on board. Oh, absolutely. I hope he closes his mouth, though. Yeah, he did have an open <laughs> mouth in Batman, and I couldn't stand it. And uh, what else do we got? Wait, on, Christian Bale? He was like, oh, no, I'm <laughs> yes. but If you look at him, his mouth is yeah. just always open in every scene. Yes. I, because he's always talking like that. I had the same thought. I thought he just had a stuffed nose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, Batman is sick. Someone get him a Kleenex. <laughs> But Christian Bale as a Thor villain with Taika Waititi. I'm excited about that. I mean, that Christian Bale's an amazing actor. He, he's going to do great at whatever he does. For sure. They're not trying to let this Thor movie fail because they see Taika made the, the best one out of all of them, which was three, because I feel like the other two were very weak. And when he made Ragnarok, that brought all the Thor movies to a better flourishing than me because the first two were trash and the third one was great. So... I feel like Disney is keeping him in the driver's seat because they have success, and rightfully so. Marco, take it away. The Batsuit. They just released it, and they showed Robert Pattinson in the Batsuit. What'd you guys think? I thought it was a decent-looking suit. I 
don't like how he does he does look kind of skinny in the suit. That's probably the only thing I my takeaway from it I didn't like. And they also didn't show the ears, which is a mystery to everyone. You don't think seeing him a skinny Batman gives ninety eight pound weaklings hope? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you could blow him over. So Marco Heretic, you didn't like it. I hated it. I didn't like it at all. He just looked weak, not menacing to villains. And so I want to see if I'm a villain, I'm going to be scared of something that's imposing that can create fear. That does not create fear for me. Now, when they showed Heath Ledger as the Joker, I also didn't like him being cast as the Joker. So I am open to being changed. I'm open to being swayed. But what they showed me, I was not impressed. Dickie Wren, what you think? Uh, I loved it. I'm excited to see Pattinson as Batman. Uh, I don't think anybody plays tortured better than Pattinson. If you've seen the Twilight movies, that's what Edward is. He's just tortured throughout the whole thing. Mostly probably because Bella's annoying. But <laughs> I just think I'm excited to see him as Batman. I'm excited to see what Matt Reeves does with it. Coming off of a Planet of the Apes movies, which I loved. Yes, I did too. Uh, I hope it's dark. I hope it's gritty. It looks like it might be based in a little bit of realism, like the last Dark Knight trilogy we got. The Bales, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about, you're talking about the movie. <laughs> right, well, I'm talking about Pattinson. What I'm excited, like, I that's all, I got all of that, seeing him in the suit, seeing his jawline for the first time with the cowl on and everything, and that excites me. Didn't it just I'm excited seem... about Pattinson. Nah. It was just a camera test. You know what I mean? Uh, that's all it was. It was a camera test, and he released it on social media. Yeah, camera tests are basically, this is our suit that we have. How does it look on camera? They could still tweak it. They can. But Matt Reeves releasing it on Twitter via his own account. This is probably what we're going to get with some tweaks. Now, I strangely love it, and that's weird for me because it's weird. different than what I pictured. And I usually hate that, but I saw it and I love it. I love the collar, love the collar. I love the leather mask, the different shape of the nose and the open of the nose. I've always been a short-eared Batman guy, but I'm kind of rooting for a long-eared. And I think why I love it is because they're modeling it of like the late 30s, early 40s Batman when he first came out. And for me... Great. I don't want another Michael Keaton. I don't want. I don't want Christian Bale. Yeah. It, and it it has Arkham Knight kind of padding it, which is okay. Great. So right now, I think I think I love it because it is different, and I'm not getting just the tweet Batfleck. And sure. I love Batflex, but the news that's kind of out is is bat suit bat symbol being made from Joe Chill's gun, which is directly out of the comic books. Detective Comics 1000. So who's Joe Chill? Joe Chill is the guy that murdered Bruce's parents. Okay. So in the comics books, he takes the gun that murdered his parents when he starts out, melts it down, and uses the metal as the symbol on his chest. And that's why you have a yellow bat and stuff. So people can shoot at him. And it's the gun that murdered his parents is protecting Bruce. So that is interesting. Yes. Still doesn't make me like it, but that is interesting. <laughs> well, you just don't like the first top half of the suit, though. You, you, correct. What yeah. if the bottom half is just explosive? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. I hope he, it is. he said he was open, so he's open. He's got a yeah, Batman, a Batman Robin <laughs> cod piece going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, to cap on that, uh, anyone else? Last words on the bat suit? 
Yeah, all right. I, I want to see more. So, you know, give us more. I didn't like the music. Now, I, I like the music. Now, the music was fine. It was slow and very dramatic. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, you are different on this because yeah. that is the music that is going to be in this that movie. Was the composer composed that. Oh, so before the I didn't like it. Marco, <laughs> Marco, you might hate this movie. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm uh, easily influenced. So maybe I won't. I was really not excited about it. Well, it's yeah. a camera test. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't bite, so maybe they got to give you more. Like most people, that's why they have trailers and all that. So out of everybody, everyone liked it except me. Yeah, I thought it was alright. It got me a little bit more excited for something I was already very excited about. All right, I concur. Okay, what what do we got next on news? Uh, next, we have the Oscars, and uh, specifically the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix taking Best Actor. Superior Raw, what do you think? It's a great move for comics. And that's showing that comic books have a solidified footing in movies now. And it's just not for the fans. Now you got to do it for the masses. I love it. I I love the movie. I love Joaquin Phoenix. I felt it was well-deserved. I was really hoping he got it because of Heath Ledger got it too. And like uh, Superior Raw was saying... It, it does bode well for comic book movies. Surprisingly, it's just Joker. So there's something really great about that character that... He is an American icon. Yes, it is. Yes, American icon. And people who aren't comic book fans know the Joker. And my wife will watch the Oscars, and she just likes to watch Oscar movies. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. now Instead of me dragging you to a comic book movie... She'll be genuinely interested in like something like the Joker. Yeah. I just find it interesting that that's the character that wins Oscars. Great job. I think well deserved. I was happy. I was too. Which Joker did you like better? Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix? I love Heath Ledger's because it was inventive at that time. Like really real. Like it grit, grimy Joker. We were all like, what is he going to do? And then what he did. I, my jaw dropped. It's part. It's one of my top movies of all time. But I love Joaquin Phoenix too because it is so. You open up a Bat- Batman comic book and he looks and acts just like the Joker in it. A little less clowny, but he looks and sounds and acts like the Joker. Whereas Heath Ledger was the Joker, but it was also Heath Ledger's Joker. I think it was well-deserved for Joaquin Phoenix, the place that he had to go to do that. And uh, the whole controversy around the role of playing with mental illness. I know this is a big thing that's being discussed. Mental illness is very real, but he portrayed it so well, and it was well-deserved. And finally, we have the Stranger Things Season 4 teaser. I love Stranger Things. I watched each season many times. Out of all the seasons, which one do you feel is the weakest? Season two. Yep. I would say season two. Yes. Now, I have a lot of people saying that season three, they feel like it's the weaker season. Oh, man. Season three was the best. Yes. It was the best. I I think season three was, was the best. It definitely upped their production. It had a lot more humor in it. It had a lot more vibrant colors and just... The references to everything that was 80s was yeah, fantastic. I, I loved it. And I think they added... um. Maya Hawk was great, and they established characters I love. To me, it seemed like they moved out of horror and more into adventure. Yes, I would like horror back in, because season one blew me away, Stephen King-esque, but if you couldn't do a healthy mix of both, 
awesome. I mean, it's a transition. doesn't say that they can't go back to what that is. But as far as the entertainment value, magnificent. That was a nine couch cushion (laughs) production of Stranger Things Season 3. And I don't think I'd give any of the other seasons that high of of a rating. Now, if anyone hasn't seen uh, Stranger Things 3, it's left on a cliffhanger of uh, Hopper. Is he dead? Isn't he? Now, if you stayed for the end credits, pretty much anyone who knows, you know that the American that they mentioned is Hopper. And the season, season 4 teaser confirmed that. Love it that he's bald. It's in Russia. It's taking it out. I, it's only a teaser. I'm super excited for it. Bring it on. I liked it. I like the fact that he's alive. That cause it ended on such a bummer on season three when you found out that he was gone and he, he might have been dead. But I kind of figured that they were going to go with that route where if he went through the portal, he was somewhere on the other side, somewhere else, or he was stuck in the upside down or something like that. Yeah. But I'm glad he's in Russia. He, we got a man on the inside, hopefully, when it comes down to the season of uh, getting started. And uh, I'm excited to see everything coming out this fall. I don't know. Did guys correct me if I'm wrong? They didn't have did a date it? or anything. No, so it was just a teaser. I don't think it said anything. I thought but usually it's not for fall. I thought season three ended with a Christmas vibe with the snow and everything. Well, no, oh, it could be. I mean, it's so, in winter, but it was in Russia, though. Right? No, I know, but yeah, there was. I don't know the snow falling and everything like that. It kind of gave me a Christmas vibe, and I thought, oh, maybe the next one's. I thought it was like Christmas. It was like Thanksgiving or something like that. It was close to one of those holidays. The, I love watching Stranger Things during when it's cold out, anyway. So yeah, they usually hopefully it's fall. The fall time, yeah, usually. And that's the news. You did so good. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And that is the news. And that is the news. And that's the news. Stay classy. Next up is our origins, the title of our episode. We felt like it just would be nice to let you know who we are, what we love, why we're doing this, what our names are and how we got our nicknames, and how we met each other. Marco the Heretic, what is your real name? Marco. We'll just go with Marco. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) How'd you get your nickname? Back in college, I became a born-again Christian. I was pretty extreme as being a born-again Christian. Uh, Nine years later, I found, but with actually reading the scriptures of the Bible, contrary to what was being told by my church, there was a lot of contradictions. I confronted the ministers of the church with these contradictions, basically got character assassinated by them. Uh, from then on there, I hold a theology that is contrary to that of uh, the main Christian theology. I still believe in the Bible and God and Jesus, but it's very different than what churches say about the Bible. Since then, I started a Facebook group called Heretic Headquarters. On Twitter, I am at Heretic Marco, and my favorite topic to talk about is theology with people. So hit me up if you want to talk, because that's my favorite topic. So basically, you use the name they were calling you a heretic to your advantage. That's correct. Marco the heretic. Self-deprecating something that that I am. I am a heretic. How'd you get into this nerd life? That is through you, Joe President. Joe President and I met. Uh, We became friends. He introduced me to the X-Men, and it was all over from there. Uh, I started going to comic book shops with him. Started collecting my own comics, and uh, now I'm here into comic book pop culture and loving every moment of it. 
So that's that's what you love now as a forty year old man. As a forty year old man, uh, my three loves are comics or comic book. It's more comic book art. Yeah, good stories through movies, video games. I'm a big video gamer, uh, and then finally, what I talked about uh, theology. So really, to our group, you bring the video game. I would say more so of anything, it's video games and charisma. <laughs> Absolutely. And how did you meet us, all of us? It would have been all through you, uh, yeah. Joe President. Uh, I met. Um, I went to a different high school than you. I went to St. Francis High School in St. Francis. Wisconsin. You, Wisconsin. You went to South Milwaukee. Through our becoming friends through our church, I basically met you through there. Josh, uh, Dickie Wren, went to uh, South Milwaukee. That's how I met Josh. Uh, you met uh, Ray Ray through work, and that's how I met Ray. Superior Raw. All right. Dickie Wren. What is your real name? If you don't mind, if you don't want to, then that's fine. I think I've already spilled the beans. <laughs> my name is Joshua Beans, and I got my nickname through myself. When news started filtering out about Episode 7 and who the main villain was, and it was revealed that Kylo Ren is the new villain, and that Ren is basically a surname on the same plane as Darth. So I took my middle name, which is Richard, and changed it to Dickie. It's basically just a gamer take on Xbox, and then I've just been calling myself that since 2015. Excellent. Star Wars fan. I'm a big Star Wars fan. That's all right. (laughs) I think we all are, but yeah, Dickie Ren. Probably biggest, maybe, I don't know. Superior Raw. Me and Ray are. You guys want to Mortal Kombat it out, see who's the best? No, I'm not a fighter. Okay. He's a lover. <laughs> He's have a lifesaver. <laughs> I'm sorry. Three. Dickie, Dickie Wren. How did you get into this nerd life? Uh, it's always kind of been around. Um, when I was born, my mom already had an Atari with all the games. She was one of those people that would call in and win radio contests. So it's always kind of been in the foreground for me. Uh, I was growing up, I was mainly uh, an athlete, really loved baseball, spent a lot of time at Little League playing, you know, every single day, even when they weren't games and everything. But pop culture was always in the background for me. Uh, When Back to the Future came out in the mid-80s, I was in love with that story, all three movies. I wore the tape out on the second movie. (laughs) VHS? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not beta. Yep. (laughs) Um, and then from there, uh, I got a paper route when I was 12, and then I found myself taking that money from the paper route and going to the comic book shop and just hanging out in there talking to people. Uh, what mainly drew me was the artwork. Yeah. Um, I wasn't into any particular characters or anything like that, but I do remember this was around the time that Spawn came out. That image was getting up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that really caught my eye was the Todd McFarlane Batman Spawn crossover, the image one. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I don't think anyone ever drew Batman better than McFarlane, and it was all shadows. Mm-hmm. I just love how he drew that. And then, yeah, it's the artwork mainly that drew me to comics and everything. But in high school, I was a four-sport athlete, didn't really spend too much time doing that uh, nerd life. But... Once I got out of high school and I had more time, uh, then I really got into it. And that's when the prequel trilogy came out for Star Wars and everything, and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, I remember. I went to high school with you and never knew. Probably same thing with me. I don't know if I made it known. And then once we started really hanging out in college, 
I remember you opening up your box of comics. I'm like, you collect comics mm-hmm. and you're a big Star Wars fan. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you love now as another 40 year old man? Uh, now, uh, it's the MCU. I love the MCU. Uh, Star Wars, obviously, uh, by anything that's canon. I read anything that's canon. Uh, and I, I love really anything that's connected. Uh, yeah. If, if there's a story behind a story, that's the type of stuff that interests me. All right. And how, how did you meet all of us? Uh, well, I knew Joe from high school, and then I met Marco through Joe in the early 2000s. And then right around when Episode 7 came out, we started our movie group, where we, on Thursday nights, the late showing, we were meeting up and seeing all the blockbusters coming out. That's how the four of us came together. Yeah. Really, you're right. The movie group. Yep. Yep. Bees in a movie. Yep. <laughs> Bees in a movie. All right. Superior Raw. What is your real name, if you care to share? My name, my real name is Raper D. Jackson. If you like the One Piece references... Uh, D is also initials for some of the most badass characters in One Piece. But, uh, yeah, that is my real name. How'd you get your nickname, Superior Rock? I created my own nickname because, uh, I like Notorious Big growing up as a kid. Uh, he was always my favorite rapper mm-hmm. in the late 90s. And, uh, when he died, that put a real hold on me as a kid. And I was just like, you know, he was too young to die. So what I did was I modeled my nickname after his name and, a certain way where the last three letters of raw i'll give it to you all in one thing superior realist always woke all right superior raw and that's just how i got that so superior r-a-w that's how i got raw when and how did you get into this nerd life i got into comics as a teen but i was always drawing i was always into cartoons yeah and when i finally at i think about 12 or 13 i was in a target and I was in the snack section, and that's where they had the comic books at. Not in the magazines where you would usually find the comic books at. So it was in right. an odd place <laughs> at the end of an aisle. And um, I, I seen uh, a Thomas, a Tom Grummet drawn action comic book because he was the artist at the time, and a Batman drawn Tom Lyle book that was um, drawn at the time. And I just thought the artwork was great, and I was like, wow. I didn't get into stories until I got into high school. When it was middle school, I was just into the art. But then I got into stories Mm -hmm. and the art. So if you didn't have a good balance of both, I wasn't reading that book. So at the end of the day, that's what I was into. And my my brother and my uncle, who are both heavy artists and who are both into pop culture. My old uncle, he's into music. And that's how I got into everything. As another man in their 40s, what do you love now? I still love comics. I still love to draw, and I love my family, being around them, spending time with them, fixing on my house. Just bought a house uh, two years ago, and I'm still fixing on it. Just uh, Hopefully, this will be my last year and a half of maintenance, but those are the things I love to do. And right. go out to movies with you guys and my family. Movie night, yeah. And uh, you want to explain how you met all of us? All right. Well, I met you first back in 2016. We were working at the Northwestern Mutual Tower. Joe President. We were working with a pretty good crew of guys, and uh, me and you really hit it off out of mm-hmm. everybody in the group because me and you were the ones who were into comics and movies. Perez is like, hey, I got a bunch of guys. We get together, go see all these great movies. You want to join in? I'm like, hey, I like watching those movies, and I wasn't hanging with my friends at the time. So I was like, cool. So we all got together every other Thursday or yeah. every month, and we went to go see every blockbuster that came out. 
And if anybody was interested in watching it, or if somebody was like, hey, I'm interested in seeing it, anybody else interested? Like, I'm kind of interested. So it would be either two or three of us going to see a movie at one point. So it right, never was right. really a big group all the time. But we've always been doing that. And I like doing it. Excellent. All right, Joe. Now it's time for us to flip the script and get on you. <laughs> all right. All right. So what is your real name? My real name is Joe Perez. Big surprise there. My nickname, Joe Perezident. It's just a play on my last name. I've kind of always been good at directing people, tweaking other people's talents, just organizing stuff. So when I, at work, I've, I was called, man, you're like the president of our group. My coworker, Disco, Disco, if you're listening, thank you. He was like, man, he's not the, he's not the president. He's Joe Perezident. And I just thought that was awesome. It was cool. So I decided to stick with it. That's how I got my nickname. I guess we can skip question two. How did you get your nickname? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> question three. When and how did you get into the nerd life? I was in fifth grade. I was decent at drawing. And my friends at the time came up to me and they wanted me to draw this character called Gambit. He brought me an X-Men issue four around 1991. He had Gambit, Wolverine, and Jubilee on the cover. Done by Jim Lee. Like everyone here, the art amazed me. And I went, took it a step further because I was like, who is this guy with the weird hair? And my friend was like, that's Wolverine. He's got, he has knives coming out of his hands. And I just thought that was crazy cool. So I opened up that book and opened up a whole new world. Now, comic book fans, you know, late 80s, early 90s, a lot of people say, for people our age say that was a great time for comic books. So everything I opened up, it just. It was I, Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it more to sports. I loved it. Movie got me into movies. I It just was nothing but comics. And then go and find back issues was great. So it was, I just lived at a comic book shop. Growing up in the 90s, Joe Matarera took over on X-Men. And to this day, he is my favorite artist. I had the pleasure of actually meeting him at San Diego Comic-Con in 2018. I was starstruck. It just, his art blows me away. So people, if you want anything, look up Joe Matarera. Joe Mad, his art is awesome. And that's, that's kind of how I got into this, into this life. What do you love now? Now I am into Legos. I like building Legos. It's, it's something to do with my hands. Unfortunately, they're expensive, but I'm like, I don't care. I need it. Your hands are expensive? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Lego sets are expensive. I bought the 1989, the Batmobile Lego. You know, it, Legos are awesome. I just kind of do it. I feel like a kid saying that, but I, I, so I'm into like putting it. the puzzle together. Yes, exactly. Patient, it takes time. Exactly. Recently, I've gotten into comic cons and cosplay also with cgc cgc is where you take your comic books and get them graded and rated it triples the value but i am more for leaving it for my kids when i decide to become one with the force and hopefully they can do something with it i have pretty extensive comic book collection and i just want to leave it for them comic cons i love going there love the vibe of it i cosplay is when basically you're dressing up so it's like a all day long halloween party I like doing Bane. That's my cosplay thing. And the MCU changed my adult movie life. And then to kind of go further on to end my origin, I met these wonderful group of men that I'm proud to say is part of this podcast. 
Marco, we go back to 11 years old. Uh, Dickie Wren, we go back to high school, started hanging out in college. Uh, Superior Raw, we started working together four years ago and just hit it off there. And it started with movies when like, I need someone to see these movies with. And we would see the movies and then we'd hang out in the, the hallway of the theater and talk about it. And then one or day. Before at Applebee's. Yes. Or before <laughs> at Applebee's. <laughs> Bees other movies. Um, Applebee's is not a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in walking distance of our movie theater. <laughs> and it's cool to say bees. And so we would talk about it and the idea came out as like, guys, we really should be podcasting this because we have really great conversations. And that is our origins of the comic book shop couch. Say it again. Take three. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the origins of the comic shop couch. All right. And for our next topic, my people, we have the birds of prey. We we, we didn't see this uh, this week Tuesday. Going to pass it to Dickie. You can hit it off. Uh, I thought it was a fun ride of a movie. It was a popcorn movie, in my opinion. It's not really connected to anything. I could have waited till it was out of the theater to see it. Uh, no mm-hmm. big deal there. But we decided to see it together. It's a comic book movie, and we all enjoyed ourselves. So you're you're kind of like yeah, yeah, I take it or leave it. Yeah. Are you? I feel like Dickie Ren, you uh, are kind of like that with the DC EU since Batman v Superman. Uh, we did see yes. it together. So I did like Batman v Superman. I did uh-huh. not like Justice League. Uh, I was emotionally invested in Henry Cavill's Superman. Yeah. So when that DCEU dissolved, uh, I kind of lost interest in it. Okay. I, I could. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Well, it didn't really dissolve. It just kind of dissolved format around. Well, the connections. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, they dissolved yeah. that. That's not. Yeah. Then they're still going to have connecting stories depending on what they want to do with certain movies. But right. there are going to be a lot more standalone movies. They're trying to copy the Marvel formula and it just wasn't working because they don't have a Kevin Feige in their corner. I think anyway. I mean, Birds of Prey. Anything about the actors, actresses you thought? Uh, well, Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. is great. Yeah, as, oh, absolutely. As Joe says. Yeah, we all agree uh, on that. Yeah. As Joe says, she is Harley Quinn, and she's just one of those actors that is able to escape being that one character because she is such a good actress. Yeah. But at the same time, she is Harley Quinn. Who else could possibly that's play her? perfect, yeah, uh, absolutely. That's really the best way to describe her, in my opinion. And I think in today's era of actors that I'm, as, I'm glad they can get away from that, like playing like an iconic role, but not being pigeonholed into that same role every movie. Like the same thing with Logan, Hugh Jackman, I'm sorry. Hugh Jackman character, he was also able to play other good movies and still be Logan. And he was Logan for almost 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, Birds of Prey. Seems to me like it's give or take with you. What's your rating of it? Uh, Six couch cushions. Ewan Ewan McGregor was awesome in it. I thought he was funny. Uh, He really threw himself into it. I generally like portrayals like that when you can tell the actor just maybe doesn't care. Yeah. He's just you know doing what's on the page or he's just doing what he feels like uh so his performance was enjoyable for me superior raw i like rosie perez's character i like how um how she was a hard greedy cop and she was giving away a bunch of 80 reference stuff from like 80s shows that was funny because everybody kept pointing that out i love uh mary elizabeth winstead's character as huntress she is 
even though we didn't get a lot of her, she was very entertaining, very fun. I like Black Canary's character. She was tough. She was gritty. And uh, Roman Sionis as Black uh, Black Mass, also aka uh, Ian McGregor, who I thought was genius. He, he looked like he was having fun with the role. Mm-hmm. It was very entertaining. The very surprising actor out of this for me was Victor Zaz's character, which was Chris, uh, Chris Messina, who was also in a show I used to watch called The Mindy Project, <laughs> which was a comedy. And I thought it was very weird seeing him play this role, but he pulled it off, which was very good. And I like I that. did not know that. Yeah, he is lighthearted, fun, really? love interest of Mindy in really? The Mindy Project. Yes. He was fantastic. That makes me love it even more. I yeah. have, I've not seen the mini project. Okay. I know what you're talking about. But. Yeah, and a mini project. He's like a he's a very hard, you know, hard nosed doctor. He plays no games. He wants his patients to take their health serious. He was one of those guys where uh, if you didn't know it about him, like he was uh, he was like break dancing on the show. Oh yeah, he showed he had like a talent for dance and whatnot. And they were like. The, the, the people who were as actors who were characters on the show were right floored by that. And I was uh-huh. like, I thought that was a really good character point for him. Recommendation? Would you recommend this? Yes, I would recommend this movie to, you know, people, if you love these comic book movies, go out and support them because at the end of the day, we might not get an era like this again. We're getting such great content right now. Joker just won an Oscar for best actor. You know, we're, we're getting there. It's It's been a slow crawl since the 70s now. Come on. To me, it's just at the end of the day, it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Go to you go to movies to enjoy the movies. I give it an eight out of ten couch cushions. Marco the Heretic, what did you think? When I sat down to watch the movie, from start to finish, there was a great big smile on my face because it was just a fun movie to see. To see Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie to portray Harley Quinn as well as she did. She was fun. Mm -hmm. It was a Harley Quinn movie. It should have been called Harley Quinn, badass mother at Budger, because it was about her and was less about the Birds of Prey. Mind you, all of the characters in Birds of Prey were done really well. The Huntress, who you mentioned, uh, Superior Raw, she was awkward as hell. Yeah. And it, it was just <laughs> I awkward. think it worked, yes. And it worked for her. It, they went with it. It was funny. The detective, that was funny. Yeah. I mean, the last time I feel like I saw her was when uh, White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> she was in Pineapple Express. <laughs> okay. Rosie Perez. Okay. Every character was important, but it all circled around Harley Quinn. It was fun. They they should have they should have done a better marketing job. More like Deadpool, where where they had Ryan Reynolds out in front acting and, and just marketing the heck out of the movie. They there was a big miss there. I think with the Deadpool thing, it was more dumb luck than anything because they weren't gonna make the movie. It wasn't until, dumb luck. It was until, marketing. Until he put it out there like, Hey, you know what? I don't care what the studio says, I'm putting this out there and then everybody saw it. And they were like, Why are you not making this? And then they were like, We gotta make it now. Yeah, that was that's, that's he, he true. Forced, he forced I, I feel like they made that happen. They made it wasn't dumb luck. It was great marketing. But Ryan Reynolds was the driving force. Sure. Yeah. But Harley Quinn, uh, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie could have been the driving force behind right. this if they would have if done she it did right. That, yeah, and uh, and she would have went that direction, like you know, just going out like doing Harley Quinn stuff. But Ryan Reynolds was out there doing Deadpool stuff. 
Well, she, she, she is actually uh, reprising uh, Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad 2. two. Yeah. So that's, and that makes me excited for Suicide Squad 2. If not for this movie, I would not have I would not have wanted to see Suicide Squad 2. And the director. James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. directing right. Suicide Squad 2. So they're two. going in the right direction with this. Good job, Margot Robbie, in making this movie. I had such a good time watching it. Bad job in marketing is what I would That's say. Like, people also were saying that the title threw them off because it was such a really long title. The title is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's the title. And then after it came out, for movie ticket sales, they changed it to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Which I think should have been at the start. Yeah. And I would give this movie 8 out of 10 couch cushions. Well, I love Birds of Prey. I thought it was great. Like uh, Marco said, I went in there and from start to finish, I was laughing. I was giggling. This movie made me fall in love with Harley Quinn. There is a scene in there where she is just fawning over a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. And it, it, that was a good sandwich, though. <laughs> even, I, even I would order that sandwich. I am a foodie. I was doing exactly what she was doing. They were playing romantic, let's get it on type of music when she was looking at this. And I can totally relate. That's one of my favorite scenes. I love that it was rated R, but it wasn't gratuitous rated R. It was more um, for the person, yeah. Yes. She is uh, Harley Quinn. She plays it light to mention Deadpool. Like, that. that's who she is. And it was very Deadpool-esque with her voiceover throughout the movie. Rosie Perez, I like her take as a cop in... In Gotham. Renee Montoya. Yes. Thought she was funny. Down to her, her clothing. Uh, just go and see it. You'll see You'll see what we're talking about. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like Marco said, awkward. Great. I loved her in Scott Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, she was in one of the diehards. Yes. Uh, one of the sequels. Yep. As, I think it was the fourth one. Yeah. And Fargo season three. Yes. For yeah. anyone that hasn't seen it, check that one out. Oh, yeah. That one has Ewan McGregor Ewan playing McGregor twins. as well, yeah. Uh, and as a matter of fact, that's how they met. Uh, Ewan McGregor left his wife for her. Ooh, didn't know that. Yeah. Ooh, scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in a movie together now. Uh, and speaking of Ewan McGregor, I thought he was fantastic. <laughs> he was. I love his camp, and I love his spoiled, even though he was like, I'm not spoiled, spoiled rich boy gangster, black mask. The costumes were great. It looks just like how it does in the in the comics. But his he had these little ticks. Like, if he saw something gross, he was like, ew. That was and, the best. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a and, snot bubble? Yeah. <laughs> Peel it off. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he had his uh, Victor Saz, who is a comic book character that um, likes to kill people with knives. And then he'll create a scar on his body to mark the kill. He is uh, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask number two. And they play great. They kind of comfort each other. It is total... <laughs> sociopath love fest and to see obi-wan kenobi just portray that was fantastic was. every time he was on screen i was just smiling yeah. and especially when he's like ordering people around he's doing it in a nice way like go ahead go go yeah. go <laughs> uh but when he gets mad you could see that spoiled little rich like gangster come out and the true psychopath come out i thought it was great also great fight scenes portrayed by the females in the movie this the most realistic that the, i've seen yes. in a while. Chore- choreographed by the same people who did john wick yep. 
And you can see it. There was a lot of parts where I was like, ouch. And I did that in John Wick too. So if you like John Wick, go see this. If nothing for the fighting, because it is very realistic, but it is great. Harley Quinn on cocaine (laughs) using a bat. It is hilarious. She's got her hyena in it named Bruce. And the beaver. And the beaver, yes. Um, If you see it, look at the beaver on the table. I could not stop laughing. So, yeah, my likes is the Mar- Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn. She's amazing. The sandwich part. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> there wasn't much that wasn't amazing about it. It was just a fun movie to watch. Yes. Like Dickie Rand says, it's a popcorn movie. It just made me made me fall in love with Harley Quinn. Yeah. I was like, I never really... I liked her. Right. But it was okay. This one, I was like, heck yeah. I want to... I want to see more of it. I, I'd say this was fun. I laughed. I stayed through all the end credits and I enjoyed what I was watching. So my recommendation, yes, go see it. If you're a comic book fan and really love comic books, see it. You will love it. Uh, if you're expecting Avengers Endgame, you're not going to get it. To me, I give it a 9 out of 10 oh, couch wow. cushions. I could sleep on this all day. Yeah. I think there's a lot of replay, replay value for oh, I, us. I, I mean, not so much for Dickie Red, but I, I would be happy to watch this over and over again or just have it on in the background and just, cause yep. when I look at it, I know I'd smile. Cause even if you walk in at any part in the movie, you're going to find a funny part in right. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they spread it out pretty good. All right. Next, C2E2, our hopes and dreams. C2E2 is the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo happening this February 28th through March 1st, 2020 at the McCormick Place in Chicago. C2E2 is basically Chicago Comic Con. Marco and I have been going for three years now. This is going to be our third year. Our third year. Yeah. Dickie Wren has never been to a Comic Con before. He is attending. And also Superior Raw, he is attending. This is our hopes and dreams. Marco. I have to go back first to the very first time that Joe and I went. We went on a whim. Uh, We learned that Jim Lee was going to be there. It was an adventure of a lifetime between the two of of us going. I'm hoping now that everybody's going, it's become kind of a thing with the Comic Shop Couch group and the Galactic Dads as well. Uh, Galactic Dads is a friend of ours podcast. Check them out. They're pretty awesome. We get together and it just becomes one big adventure uh, from the time we get there until the end. That's what I look forward to is being with them, going and meeting the artists that are there uh, just to talk to them and watch them draw. I love the art. I love doing the cosplay, seeing the cosplay and the work that everybody puts in and just being there together as a group and having a weekend at the uh, Chicago Comic Convention. I mean, we're talking about this because next month's episode, we are going to be talking our experiences on everything. So we want to let you know what it is and what we hope to achieve uh, like Marco was saying, it's it's just a Comic Con is just you go there, you can see everything that you want from video games to props to cosplay to celebrities. At one point, Marco the Heretic last year met Paul Rudd, got his picture taken. Yep. And Mark Star. Yeah. And uh, comic book signatures, you know, um, collectibles, collectibles, grading. Yep, grading. Mm-hmm. So we're we're looking forward to this to letting you know how our experience. Is now this year it'll be different because we're going together as a group. Should be fun. Dickie Wren, any uh, hopes and dreams for you? Uh, I'm mostly nervous because there will be a lot of people there. 
Uh, I'm kind of the cute, mysterious introvert of the group. <laughs> you, did, yeah. you are. You definitely are So cute. just the thought of being in a convention center full of people uh, scares me and startles me to my core. But I will make a sacrifice and go out in public and talk to people. That's why you have to be in a mask. It makes everything better. I'll just wear my hood. <laughs> I'll hold uh, your hand. And hold Marco's hand. Anybody who's anybody is going to be at C2E2, and I want to make this into a yearly event where we as a group go down, or one year we may take our families and go to the <laughs> event and have fun. May. <laughs> no, my kids are dying to go uh, to a comic book convention, or a Comic-Con, and I'm glad, lucky enough to be doing San Diego Comic-Con this year, and my wife and two kids are coming with me, so I'm happy about that. But Superior Raw, yes. The reason for this conversation right now is we are getting started with the comic shop couch and it would be great to keep it going, get a, hopefully a modest following and we can do this every year and go down there and meet say, up, this is meet, us. Meet you with fans. Just like other, yes, another and meet up with other podcasters and just experience it that way. You're just talking about more people I have to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great time. Unfortunately, like the food there is like nachos and hot dogs, and which is not a bad thing. Which but is, what is kind of in food? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we we go out for a nice dinner, yeah. dinner afterwards. But we have the hotel rooms at the McCormick Place, so it's just the elevator down. If you want to stalk us, yeah. You know, I also want to make it a point for a lot of people that I know that aren't fans of this. They hear Comic Con and they think it's. Just comic book nerdy stuff. Comic cons is just entertainment. They have yeah, and it's strange that people still think that way in today's age. It's not so narrow, yeah, <laughs> so narrow. So yeah, C two E two. Hopefully, it's going to be a great time. Hope to see everyone there. Hey, Joe. Yeah. What time is it? It is time for our two minute turn ons. Ah, what time is it? <laughs> all right for the people that don't know our two minute turn ons is a, a thing that we created uh every month we have things that turn us on and basically what we like and what we want to share with everyone and share with you the listeners uh, a takeaway if you will all right two minute turn ons marco what has been turning you on all right. Uh, well, I am the video game guy, and this has been out for quite a while now, but it's uh, something that I'll speak about quite a bit, and uh, or the, the games from it I'll speak about quite a bit, and that is the HTC Vive. That is a competitor to the Oculus Rift, but it is the consumer-grade VR system uh, that you can get. But if you want to go into VR, if you want to do a military simulation, if you wanted to be a Sith or a Jedi or go back in time and battle in the arena or fly in outer space, this is the system for you. It's been out for about two or three years now. Uh, I think you can get it for about $400 from online. I don't know. Go to Walmart. Go to Best Buy. Pick one up. It is amazing. Right now I'm playing a game called Blade and Sorcery. It's where you can go be in an arena, basically a Sith Lord in the arena 
fight waves of people using the force, using swords. Great physics, freaking fun game. Uh, stay tuned for further Comic Shop Couch pod, uh, podcast where I talk about other VR games that are just incredible. Awesome. Thank love, you. Love cool. VR. I love VR and I love you. <laughs> and I love you. And VR. I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right. Dickie Wren, what has been turning you on? Uh, I know I'm really, really late to the party, but I've been playing Zelda Breath of the Wild for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I had to wait for my oldest son to get done playing the game before I could even touch it. Uh, I'm currently a week deep into the Master Sword Trials. It shouldn't take that long, (laughs) but here I am. And then I'm currently reading a book called The Silk Roads, A New History of the World, and it takes a macro view at the exchange of ideas, uh, whether it be commercial or religious, and the homogenization that took place uh, mainly in Persia between China and the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. Most of the religions in that region borrowed from each other basically to promote themselves. And then finally the new Tame Impala album just came out and I am in love with Tame Impala. And there's a song on there called It Might Be Time. I just turned 40 and the song talks about how you're not cool anymore. Maybe you're not cool anymore. It's time to move on and grow up and all that. And it just hit me at the right time. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, because I think all of us are in our 40s and uh, we're looking at life differently. Now, who who is that? Uh, He's an Australian artist. Um, What kind of music does he play? It's difficult to describe, I guess. Um, You hear it in like stores a lot now. Mm. Like his last album. Oh, like elevator music? Yeah, like... Not elevator music. I'm thinking of Troy and Community with like... No, more uh, think like... uh, Not techno. Not techno... Dubstep? No. It's difficult to explain. Okay. No, basically it's modern music. We gotta play a a snippet of it next time. Like Rihanna on her last album covered one of his songs verbatim. They sound exactly the same. Oh, Oh, well, let's check it out. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Superior Raw. What has been turning you on this past month? Well, before I got into the Birds of Prey movie, I was already watching the Harley Quinn cartoon that the DC Universe has been putting out there. That is a hilarious cartoon, very adult humor. They do not let your kids watch this. (laughs) It is almost on par with South Park. That's how good it is. So uh, also, um, one of my favorite shows has returned to Adult Swim, which is Mike Tyson Mysteries. For any of you who have not watched that, <laughs> it is in season four. Oh. Watch it. You will be quite pleasantly surprised. And if you like watching uh, the kind of shows like uh, C-Lab 2021 and uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, this is in that same vein. The final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine just came back on. It's been hilarious. I've seen the first three episodes. They're great. And also my last one will be The Good Place. The, the season ended uh, like last month. And don't, I love how... Don't talk don't, about it. Don't, don't, don't talk about it. Nice. I'm not going to spoil it. But I, I love how they ended it. Everyone's like, like, I don't, like how I know. it did. I watched it too. So, Ray, the Harley Quinn, I've heard nothing but great stuff about it. And I canceled my DC Universe <laughs> after I started here or before I started hearing about this. And I'm almost... I want, want it back. But... uh it's like, like what you said, it's a, it's a play on everything. And the Bane, it's a play on his voice. Yeah. So when he talks, he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> like, I want to go to, it, it almost yes. sounds like Tom Hardy. Yes. Bane, but he's really. <laughs> and he's sipping like yeah. coffee. He's like, what's going on this morning? <laughs> it's okay. a cartoon. Right. I, 
So I, that, that, that got me excited hearing you say hey, that's your two minute turn on. Yeah. And uh, another one of my two minute turn ons is going to be uh, My Hero Academia movie, which will be coming out, I believe, next month in March. Excellent. All right. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. Mr. President. Yeah. Did you go already? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Did you want to go? End of the show. <laughs> yes. All right. My two minute turn on uh, is 1917, the movie, mm. World War One movie starring George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I got excited over it like I did Avengers Infinity War. It is an intense movie like nothing I have seen before because it is all one shot. Now, that doesn't mean they filmed it in one shot, but pretty damn near close. And when I say one shot is it starts and the camera follows the actors and the extras and does not stop. And there is only one legitimate cut in the movie, only to pass time. It's it's basically two British shoulder soldiers they have to cross no man's land in World War One to warn a battalion of an impen- impending ambush. And that's all it is. Uh, there's uh, Benedict Cum- Cumberbatch in it, Colin Firth, Mark Strong. It's directed by Sam Mendes. It won an Oscar for Best Cinematography. I think it should have been Best Picture. But um, <laughs> it's just amazing. My wife and I saw it at the Avalon in uh, Bayview. By the way, if you're going to go to the Avalon, pick up a Cuban sandwich. My wife loved it. She had me try it, and I, I'm i obsessing over it. So that's a little bit of my two-minute turn on. Loving that Cuban sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> but it is such a great movie. Uh, I, I can't say enough about it. it. It made me. It was tense. It made me jump. It made me a little teary-eyed. And it's just the spectacle. It just start to finish. It's a journey. And uh, it's worthy of an Oscar nomination. And these stars that are in it, they have bit parts. It's That's amazing. It's just a filmmaking masterpiece. Very nice. Nice. Was the cumin sandwich a metaphor for something else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Means that go eat a cumin sandwich at the Avalon. <laughs> it is pork, ham, cheese, Pickles, mustard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. That's a good show. Ah, yeah. Well, this concludes this month's episode of the Comic Shop Couch. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us, and please come back next month for more. This is Joe Perezident saying goodbye, along with... Marco the Heretic. Dickie Ren. And Superior Raw. If you really want to hear more of us throughout the month, tell us about it. If you want it, we'll try to put more content out there. But at the end of the day, it's once a month until you guys say so. So long. Bye. Bye. Dad, Nancy, it's bad. It's so bad. Why'd you let us do that? It's so bad!